So as John said, we want, what we want to do this morning is we want to celebrate small groups. And at Kings, we love small groups. We think small groups are so, so important. And uh, about three years ago, we decided that we, what we would do is we would do our very best to refresh the small group experience for leaders and for those attending. And we made a big investment. We made a big investment in personnel, made an investment in time and resources, really to upgrade and refresh our small groups. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a short trip down memory lane. For those of us who have been in the church for, more, for about three years or more, this will be a trip down memory lane. If you're new, don't worry. But you can tell this is an old video because it's got the old logo on. So if you'll notice that right at the beginning. But right at the beginning, back, uh, this time back in 2013, we put a video together just to explain what changes are we making, why are we making them, and how are those changes going to benefit both the leaders and the members of small groups. So if we could show the video, that would be great. Thank you. King's Church is at its best when we are actively engaged in community and supporting each other. That's why we are so passionate about small groups, as we believe they are the best way to connect and grow together. In small groups, you can make friends, learn something new, find vital support, and grow closer to Jesus. Our desire is that everyone can be in a small group, so we are changing them to make them far more accessible for everybody. From the beginning of October, we will be launching our new small groups. They will meet on different days, at different times and in different venues. More groups and more choice. There will be groups for women, men, mixed groups and groups for families with children. There will be groups studying the Bible, those supporting each other through challenges, groups meeting up for a favourite activity, those for people brand new to the church, groups meeting to pray, and much more. So that's what we said three years ago. That, they were our aims and our reasons for making the changes that we did. So what's happened as a result of the changes that we've made? We said we want to see more small groups, more choice, more variety. So what's happened as a consequence of the changes? Well, since we, since we launched the refresh structures three years ago, we've had over 600 people, different people, sign up for a small group. Now, just to put that in context, that's more than the number of adults we have across our three meetings and our two sites. Have we got the... Can we bring up just the, the next slide? That would be really helpful. It'll come up. It'll probably come up automatically. So that's 600 people, adults, signing up for small groups. And uh, the majority uh, of, of those who signed up have been part of signing up for small groups every single term. We've had 112 different small groups in the three years, many of which have run term on term on term, and we'll hear a little bit about that later. And furthermore, we've had 152 adults sign up to leading a small group. And so our original our original aims, I think, we have fulfilled. We, we believe we have certainly more than doubled the engagement and attendance and involvement of small groups in the last three years. 
And as we'll hear in one of our video clips a little bit later, it's not simply people who are inside the church who are attending. It's people who are outside the church getting connected in through small groups, then being signposted onto Alpha or being signposted to coming on a Sunday morning like we heard with the CAP clients um, from John earlier. But why? Why, do we, why are small groups so important? What's so great about small groups? Well, what we like to do is we like you to have an opportunity just to hear from different people who've been part of a small group last term. And we're going to hear people from different backgrounds, those who've been attending small groups for years, those who are absolutely brand new to the church, and those who couldn't, leave, couldn't attend a small group for some time because of family situations, then coming and being able to be part of a small group. What's their experience? So what's so great about small groups? Let's have a look. I love the variety of small groups at King's because there's a different group every day of the week. I love how I can go to a different group and learn about new things, similar interests uh, with new people from completely different backgrounds to me. I'm part of the Decent Small Group and I enjoy it because it's a real sense of community and we're really close to each other so we can talk about anything with them. We have not been part of a small group for some time now due to our family circumstances but now the situation has changed we felt the time had come for us to join again with a small group. Members of the group have shared some remarkable stories of how Jesus has been impacting their lives uh, and this has really been a, a great encouragement to us. Um, we've also prayed together and also prayed for others too. I'm new to King's Church but not new to the faith. On my second week here I joined a connect group. Opie and Anne run the connect group in the town centre and they're so hospitable and so welcoming. I met lots of new friends at the Connect Group who were new to the church, and I also got to meet some of the leadership. Well, I was part of the first small group, which was come dine with me. Eight, 11 people, we had met in the each, each uh, different houses. Wonderful time to uh, share meals and to get to know each other. Um, for me, I also love how on a Sunday, I can go and meet familiar faces and uh, also just connect with the community. This term, I've been part of three, and I really recommend it if you're looking to grow in God more and to get to know other people in the church. So I'd really encourage you, if you're new to the church, join a connect group, meet other people. And if you're not new to the church, get involved in a small group. It's really beneficial. Get connected. Hope you saw some familiar faces there. Uh, well, we've, we've heard from people who, who go to small groups. What's their perspective about the value of small groups? Now what I'd like us to do is to hear from a couple who came to King's Church about roughly about three years ago and uh, not only attended a small group but had gone on to lead a small group. So it would be great to hear their perspective. So if I'd like to welcome Anne and Opie. Let's make them feel very welcome. They're from the town centre site. sitting comfortably. Great. Well, Anne and Opie, thank you so much for joining me. Um, just as a little bit of background, Anne, you were born in the UK, uh, then you went to live in Nigeria at four, you returned back to the UK at 12, 
I went back to Nigeria again, and but that didn't put you off. You were coming back. You came back. You settled back in the UK in 1995. That's 21 years ago. So plenty of toing and froing for you, OP. You were born in Nigeria. Uh, you moved to the UK permanently. Joined uh, Anne and the family in 1999. You both have two grown-up children: an older daughter, Yemi, and a son, Ade. Uh, and, and for you, you were brought up in, in a home where going to church was just part of the regular routine. It's what you did. But it wasn't until much later, it wasn't until much later that you became a believer. It was in your, in your 20s, after you were married to Opie. You were invited by friends to a Pentecostal church in Nigeria, and uh, you responded to an altar call and put Jesus centered in your life. So what changed in your life after that moment? Um, the first thing that, I, well, that changed, according to OP, was that I became less argumentative. <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> um, thereafter, I had um, a strong conviction in me to study the Bible because I was looking for answers to questions pretty much life and death questions. What was heaven like? Where will I go when I die? And as you sort of study the Bible, as you study Christian books, what did God do? Um, I found answers that gave me peace. I didn't really find answers to all my weird questions I was looking for. But um, I studied the Bible more. I got to know more of what God wanted for us, and I did find peace. Great, thank you, Aunt Opie. Um, you were born into a family for whom going to church on a Sunday, that was just, again, routine for you. Uh, you went to Christian school, both primary school and secondary school. But for you, what did going to church and, and being part of a Christian school mean to you as you were growing up? Well, um, in those days, it was cool to become a Christian. It was fashionable to become a Christian but it didn't mean much to me. So what changed? What happened to change that? Um, my mom was a great influence to the family. She was born a Muslim, but became a Christian when the Catholic missionaries came to the village and they trained her to be a teacher. And she's so passionate about the activities of the church. Um, she encouraged all of us to pray to read the Bible. We had uh, what we call prayer groups meeting in our at our residence. And more importantly, I, was, I responded to an altar call when a friend invited me to a Christian outreach and everything started to fall in place since then. So you're in your 20s when that ha happened? Yes. Opie. So you became Christians, you married then. You, the very big change occurred. It was in 1995 for you, and you moved over here to the UK. And uh, Opie, you moved permanently to the UK to join the family in 1999. But what was church life like for you once you'd settled into the UK? And what was it like for you? Um, church life was very intense for me because um, we joined a church in Harrow. We were very involved in things happening in church. I was in the church choir. Um, I was also in the welcoming team. Opie was part of the leadership of the church. So we were really quite involved um, 
in, in the activities of the church. Yeah. So there was another big move for you, um, both in 2012. You moved from Harrow, where you were very, very firmly established. Hope you're part of the leadership team. You're both serving. You're, you're immersed in, in, in the lives of so many people. What were the challenges for you when you made that change? You moved from Harrow to, to High, High Wycombe. Mm. Uh, because you've been so established over there. Mm. Um, the church in Harrow was like a family to us. So it was like we were living the known for the unknown. We left our family back in Harrow and we were coming to High Wycombe not knowing what we would meet, not knowing if we'd be accepted in the community, in the church. And um, for the first year and a bit, we kept on going back to church every Sunday in Harrow and um, on Wednesdays and Thursdays for choir practice, for prayer meetings. Um, Opie also had to go at other times for leadership meetings. So it was a bit intense. And um, at some point, he, Opie felt that the Lord was telling him that we had to give back to the community where we now live. And that's when we started to pray about um, a church in High Wycombe. And you had a dream one night, and in your dream, you saw a church building, and you saw definite building, structure, colors, um, but you'd never been there. And that building was the King Centre, which is the, uh, the town centre facility we have down on Desborough Road in the, in the centre of the town. So you'd seen this, and then so you set your son at a, a mission, and that mission was to find this church you'd seen in your dream. He accepted that mission, and he found it. And you, you, you came to King's Church uh, on an Easter Friday, on a Good Friday meeting. But you were still firmly, you'd been firmly established in another church. So how significant was being part of a small group? How significant was that in terms of helping you to settle in to a brand new church? Opie, how was it for you? Um, the Connect Group really helped us a lot in settling in. High Wycombe, because we didn't know anybody, we took a gamble, but the Connect Group really helped us, they supported us, we attended the Connect Group headed by Heather and Andrew and Alec and Sandra, and the leaders were so remarkable, they supported us in every way, spiritually and otherwise. To give an example, when our fence was damaged, Alec pointed us into the right direction to go and talk to the council. And on his spiritual um, uh, phase too, Anne was going for a surgery, and uh, Sandra and Alec invited us to their home a week before the surgery. We had a good meal with them, and they supported us with prayers. And on the day of the surgery itself, Alec, Sandra, Heather, and Andrew promised that they will be on their knees praying for us. That was remarkable. And what do we expect from the church? Because on a spiritual level, they supported us. On other level, they were there. So they embraced us as part of the big family. And that was the main reason why we had to give back and we had to bless others by, you know, indicating to run the Connect Group. Thank you. So you, you are now giving back. You both lead a connect group. That's Connect groups are groups for people who are brand new to the church, and they're really geared to welcome people. 
So, Opa, you shared with me, though, that this wasn't 100% straightforward, this transition from actually being part of a group to leading a group. And you shared with me that actually you needed quite a lot of reassurance to lead a group. So how did you overcome the concerns and nervousness that you had initially? Um, I want to say I am really very grateful, you know, to the leaders of King's Church, uh, to yourself and my good friend, John, and Neil, because the leaders encouraged us. When I was told to head the Connect Group, I was, I was very nervous. I was scared. But the leaders told me that Jesus isn't looking for a perfect person to do his service. So are the leaders. And that gave me a lot of comfort. And um, when we started the Connect Group, we were given two support leaders. These people we call mentors. And um, it was uh, Jeff and Mim and Bruce and Jen. And these people are really, really great in supporting us. And um, I remember occasion, one of the members asked a difficult question, a question I couldn't answer. But thank God, Bruce was beside me. And I said, Bruce, can you answer the question? <laughs> and he did a good job. And that's the kind of support that... Um, we got from the co-leaders. And more importantly, again, the admin team in the office, they were so remarkable in disseminating information, answering questions to us, and we are really very grateful. And that really encouraged us and gave us a lot of confidence to run the program. Thanks, Opie. Anna, for you, what's it like leading the Connect Group? having overcome, you know, worked through those issues and concerns. What's it been like leading? Um, there is, um, sorry, there's a lot of satisfaction in seeing new people every week, in sharing our problems, in praying about our problems. It's um, very gratifying when people appreciate very little things you do. And um, every week, it's just like this, we, we all can't wait to meet up again, to pray about things, to talk about things, to fellowship about things, to give testimony about the things we prayed about um, the week before. There's a great sense of joy in all of that and a lot of fulfillment in it too. Now you also mentioned to me that you've seen some real changes just in the few weeks that uh, the group's been leading. You've seen some real changes in people. So what changes have you seen? Um, when we started the Connect Group, there were quite a few people who were not involved at all. They attended but they never contributed anything. They never said anything. It was obvious that they were extremely shy people. But you won't believe it. They've all changed now. We all meet, and you think we've known each other for like 10 years or more. You can see people. It's a growth process, and you can see it happening in people. In fact, your group's only got two more weeks, and they're starting to complain you won't <laughs> be meeting anymore. So it's, it's been a good group. Thank you. Now... If you were to give someone some advice, someone who's thinking about, well, should I join a small group? Not sure about that. What advice would you give anyone considering whether or not to join a small group? Um, Helen, in the video clip we watched earlier on, said, get connected. I will add by saying, go for it. If it's what your heart is telling you to do, please go for it. Because you never know how God is going to use you until you've tried it out. You won't know what benefits you can enjoy um, from doing such work. 
Thank you, and Opie, I know for you, you've been big-hearted on small groups. So I've got a few that you've been part of. You've been part of Connect, which was your first group, which you mentioned earlier, Exploring Leadership, Touching Heaven, Changing Earth, which I'll be in Shea, lead down in the town centre, Introduction to the Old Testament, Running for Beginners, oh, I haven't finished yet, and uh, Freedom in Christ. In fact, you've enjoyed Freedom in Christ so much, you've done it twice. So... You're probably a good person, really, uh, Opie, in terms of saying, well, in terms of giving advice. So, what advice would you give to people thinking about choosing a small group? I will encourage everybody to sign up for one or two or three small groups. <laughs> really, I signed up for three in a particular, I think it was last session, that I really enjoyed it. It's so comforting, it's so gratifying. And the way they cause, especially freedom in Christ, the delivery was excellent. It was so simple. It was so practical. It's so refreshing. I, uh, like um, Richard said, I did it twice, and I enjoyed it. It was like repeating the class, but it was great. Um, during the session, too, we met Shei and uh, Abigail. They were small group leaders, and they were so good. We enjoyed their session so much that we now, we are just like families. We always have dinner in each other's place. And that is another advantage of, you know, being a member of a small group. You get to know people, people doing the same journey with you, people who have the same challenges with you, and the peace and the leaders are just fantastic. Thanks, Opie. Finally, Anne, for you, for, for those who might be weighing up, might have an idea about leading a small group, or might be thinking about small group leadership, what encouragements would you want to give people considering leading a small group next term or beyond? Um, I would say it takes time to, and perseverance to lead a group, but I can assure you that God gives you that time back. So if you feel convicted within you to lead a group, I'll say go for it. I'll say go for it because God's going to bless you in ways that are unknown to you. For example, we, we run a group on a Tuesday. It's supposed to finish at 9.30. I don't think anybody ever leaves our house before 10.30. And we still need to get ready for work the next day. But I don't wake up feeling tired. That is part of the blessing that God gives back. Um, also, um, the gratitude that people say to you about what you've done is very, is very encouraging and absolutely fulfilling. I will say go for it. If you. Thank you, Anne. Opie, what are your plans for leading next term? Um, we are really loving it. It's a, it's a joy, it's a privilege to become part of this small group. And we have also indicated that we would like to run the Connect Group for next term. And next year, we have another theme which we want to really run. I need to discuss that with the leaders. So, Stay tuned. <laughs> but just to let you know, to give you an encouragement, it's a small group. It's so good. You are going to be blessed. That I can guarantee you. Just try a couple. One, two, three. You will never regret it. Thank you. Thank you. And Opie, thank you so much for sharing. Let's make them feel appreciated. Thank you very much.
Well, Anna Opie, they've shared what it's like for them both to attend a small group and lead a small group. But what about others? What are the experiences of others who have taken that step of coming into leadership and leading a small group? So we've now got us just a short clip of some uh, leaders who've been leading small groups just sharing their perspective about small group leadership. It's absolutely a great privilege and a great experience leading a small group, touching heaven, changing earth. We've enjoyed leading this group. Um, we've done this for over three years now. The family has grown and the group itself has grown. Well, it's not without its challenges. Um, of course, raising up two little kids and um, having full-time employment. However, we look forward to every Thursday evening because we know when we spend time together in the presence of God, we feel refreshed and we are able to edify one another. I run Living Stones along with three other leaders. Um, having four of us means that we each bring different skills to leading the group. Um, it also means that in times when one of us has had a particularly busy time, that the others have been able to step in and take up any slack. Um, and this has meant that we've been able to run the group for four years now, continuously, which has been great. We have run various small groups, and one small group that we ran was the Apprentice Programme. That was a really fun, exciting programme where we could identify the gifts and talents of people and utilise that within the small group for the greater goal of reaching out to the community. Leading five-a-side football group is definitely a great uh, session for us because, and for me because I'm playing football, of course. But it's also because we are able to uh, meet new people, uh, get to know uh, other people inside the church, outside the church. It's also a way we can share our faith because every session we're starting with prayer and that way people are seeing that this is organized by King's Church and also uh, they ask questions, why do you pray? You know, and it's a way, great way we can share about our faith. And it's also a great way we can say, come and see how the, our church is. Come and see what we believe in. Um, and some of them actually uh, came to the Alpha course. And it's a great encouragement for us to see that they're really interested in uh, our faith. At the Hazelmere site, it's a new site, new people. And we thought we really need to get to know people. And we're running a program which is all about telling your story. And we have found that we have really got to know people at a much deeper level. As one of the leaders of the Hazemere Connect, uh, I think I would say that I've enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I was a bit apprehensive to begin with because you have to open up your home to complete strangers and what happens if they're weird? Uh, fortunately, none of them are any weirder than me, so that's great. But uh, We've, yeah, Naomi and I have really enjoyed it. It's, it's been something that has been new for us, new for Hazelmere site, certainly uh, having our own connect group. And we've had testimony of healings and people receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit for the first time. And this for us is just absolutely great. You can try something new and if you don't like it, you can lead something else next term. Running small groups doesn't have to be a life sentence. You have the ability to take time out for a term, recharge your batteries, or perhaps even plan and think of what you really want to do next. Running small groups this way also enables you to be creative in how you want to run the group. It can be fun, exciting, and relevant, and you don't have to feel as if you're stuck in a rut. It's all about keeping the groups fresh. 
So we've heard it from both perspectives, actually. But what about, what are our plans? We've heard it from the perspective of, of members. We've heard it from the perspective of leaders. What about the plans? How to connect next term? So I'd like to invite Linda, if Linda would like to come up. Lin Linda heads up our small groups, coordinates our small groups from, from the office down in uh, the town centre. Let's make Linda feel very, very welcome. Uh, well, um, Richard's already introduced me, but um, if you don't know me, I'm Linda and I oversee the project management of the uh, small groups here at King's. Um, I hope some of the testimony you've heard from um, participants and leaders has inspired you to get involved in small groups and maybe it's given you an idea about leading a small group in the future. So I'll just give you a bit of information. Um, all our small groups uh, run on a termly basis, roughly along the lines of the school term, so after the summer holidays, after Christmas, after Easter. And each uh, term starts with a sign-up period where you've got time to decide what group you want to be part of. You only commit to one term, so um, if you like the group, that's great. We love to hear that you love our groups and you want to continue, that's fine. Or you might want to try something else. The next uh, sign-up period starts on September the 4th, Sunday, September the 4th. There'll be details of that. There'll be a booklet, um, and it's also all available online. And online, you can search for groups that happen on a Wednesday or groups that happen in a particular location just to help you make your selection. You'll be able to sign up online, and you'll also be able to sign up here on Sundays. Uh, we're always looking for new leaders and new ideas. And like the participants, the only, the only thing we ask you to commit to is one term. Although we hope that you love it so much, like Opie and Nan, that you want to carry on for longer. Some groups just run in the summer term to make use of the good weather. Some groups just run in the autumn term to prepare stuff for Christmas. So if you've got an idea for a small group, we'd love to hear from you. And I've just got a few pointers, maybe to get you thinking about what you might like to run. What are your passions? Do you love the creative arts? Do you love nature? Do you want to have a group that's in your local neighbourhood? Do you want to reach those outside the church? What type of group would you love to be part of? Would you love to be part of an activity group or a prayer group, a group where you build friendships, a social group? Is there something that you would like to run that's specific just to the site and the meeting that you go to? We've got an online form um, that you can fill in and give us your ideas. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Just to say, not all the ideas that we get become small groups, but we do look through them and we talk it through with you and work out the best way forward. This is the most important thing I want to say. We don't expect leaders to be absolutely amazing at every part of leadership. Some people have really strong teaching gifts. Some are great at hospitality. Some are great at prayer. I forgot this at um, Town Centre, but some, of them, some people are great at admin. And um, so please don't be put off if you feel that you haven't got all the gifts, particularly if you've been part of a group where the leaders did all the teaching and you don't feel that you've got a teaching gift. We have teaching resources available. We've got suggested readings and questions and prayers. We have some DVD resources that you can use as well. 
We like to support our leaders well, especially our new leaders. And all our groups are structured into clusters and they're headed up by someone who's really experienced. So you'll have someone that you can ask advice of um, for your small group. My um, only focus, I work part-time in the office, and the only thing I ever worry about is small groups. So when anything happens, I always say, how does this affect small groups? So I'm here in the office to um, answer any of your questions about small groups. You'll have the support of the other office staff, and we can signpost you to other ministries and support areas within the church to help you support your people. So I hope that's explained the process. If you're thinking about running a small group in September, I'd like to hear from you as soon as possible, but definitely before the end of July. And just to remind you, small group sign-up starts September the 4th. That's great. Thank you very much, Linda. I'd like to invite John back up onto the stage. He's going to lead us in a time of prayer. John.